Welcome to Humble Bazooka, the video game podcast. We are proud to be part of the Rhymes with Geek Network. Check them on out at rhymeswithgeek.com. You can also find us at iTunes and Stitcher. I am JFlex, and joining me is Doomy Doomer. Hey. And as special guest, the one, the only, Doc Flux. I prefer if you referred to me as the PC Master Race Correspondent for Humble Bazooka. I like that. And now joining us, the PC Master Race Correspondent, correspondent, Doc Flux. Flux. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Us peasants welcome you. (laughs) Will that fit on a business card? Uh, It might wrap. Oh, my God. I I think I might make a business card that says that. You should. I will. I'm surprised you don't already have one. Pass them out (laughs) to people like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I should have like five five different cards for my five different personalities. There you go. <laughs> I don't see why you should, why you why you don't see why you don't. How do you feel about having an odd number of personalities? Ah, uh, I think that well, would bother me. I think it's better because then you can't have gridlock. You know okay. he's right. That's you're, a good point. You need, you need an odd number for voting. Yeah, yeah you need that one personality. Yeah, I got it. Yes. <laughs> you need that one. You need that one swing personality. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. If it was six, I would constantly be in stalemate. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, you can't have that. that. No. Th- th- then you'd be like Congress. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing much, done. Yeah, yeah it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> well, hey, right. that's that's gone now. Now a whole bunch of horrible stuff's going to get done. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so net neutrality? Is that is that done? Do they do, do they well, that? that's going to be really difficult for them to push through. And actually, I want them to push for that because that's a uh, an issue that is divisive enough. Yes. Where other people who are moderates are going to be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I don't like Democrats, but Republicans are fucking worse. I'm going to vote next time. Yeah, because for now we have a lame duck president for the last two because they yeah it's because they say he is it's because the media is intent on labeling him that even though he's had a better economy under him than reagan uh well anyone's economy was better than reagan well you know i uh i stubbed my toe and it's totally obama's fault <laughs> i mean no i'm just saying i just say i i was only saying lame duck only because the the control of the congress you know is now yeah. going to be it's now going to be an uphill battle for there's a lot of things that are going to happen that are going to suck that I'm afraid of. Mm. Uh, the Keystone Pipeline is just going to be an eco-disaster machine that we're going to have to pay for as taxpayers, and it's going to give cheap oil to China and give max profits to the Koch brothers. So there's that. And that's yeah. one of the main things they're trying to fast track. But another thing is is just they want to dismantle the EPA altogether and all emission regulations and any kind of moves towards climate change. Uh, they, they, they want to like re- reverse all of that, and that's no good. Um They've got a guy who literally wrote a book called The Greatest Hoax about oh, yeah. uh, Senator Ihoff or Ihorn, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be the chairman of the environmental committee. Of the, I mean, it's just absolutely the rest of the world must think we are absolutely retarded and we are like in a place. This isn't a political podcast, is it? No. Sorry about no. that. No. Well, okay. You know what? You know what is relevant, though? Net neutrality. Yes. So we can't talk about that. Yeah. Uh, net net neutrality is something that uh, they want to, you know, <laughs> it's for it's it's like every other thing that pushes them. It's it's a corporate entity that wants to profit from monopolies and and uh, being able to get the fast lanes and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, so it's clear as day. Um, so we, what Obama's doing, and I hope he he succeeds, is he's going to make the internet uh, pass a legislation declaring the internet a utility. Yep. And so if the net becomes a, new t- a utility, it can't be a subject to that debate anymore. Uh, it'll be treated like everything else. Not that, like, water hasn't become something that Nestle is trying to scoop up in the country so they can regulate yeah, yeah, water. I'm sorry when... to bring that up. 
Well, uh, I mean, or, or other companies like that. They're also mm-hmm. trying to like and make it all political and say, "Oh, well, Obama's trying to, you know, he'll tax the internet." It's like, really, guys, this is uh, what they, you're going to They use. come up with all this <laughs> wild speculation. They can just throw anything out there, and none of their viewers uh, research it. That I think that's the main problem. Is you've got these these lazy people that they latch onto a message and they do absolutely no research. None. Yeah. But that unfortunately happens on both sides. Yeah. You know, which makes it it just makes it worse because that you can't. You can't just assume your side is right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, you have to, like you just said, you have well, you to, have to you have to have the substance to back it up and have a substantial conversation. That's yeah. why it just enrages me that nowadays journalists do not challenge any of these senators or governors uh, or politicians in general with any like questions that are so like obvious questions to ask questions that like back in the day when journalism was a real thing they would ask and challenge these people. They just sit there and they're, they're stroking their cocks for like whatever, however long the interview is. Sure. And uh, thank you for joining us. And thanks for condemning Obama and uh, be on your way. It's like, they don't, they don't ask the, 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 the serious crucial questions. And, and it's the one network that does do that. MSNBC. Uh, they are loathed by the American public for some reason. They're, they got the lowest amount of viewers and uh, you know, they are, Maybe a st- like a little bit on the the bias towards the liberal agenda, yes. But at the same time, they're providing information with some substance instead of mm-hmm. wild speculation and fear mongering, and just the ridiculous dog and pony shit that CNN pulls. Well, you know what? I just picked up a used book um, called "The New Media Monopoly." That's about the you know the the consolidation, the monopoly of all of right. our right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is going to affect gaming uh, yes. at some point. This this yeah, whole. And I feel it, like it, it already is. does. Like, I mean, I, I, I have a provider that I swear will, uh, like, slow my connection down when they see that I'm on PSN or Xbox. Oh, Live. just say who it is. <laughs> Comcast. I say there's only like five of them in the country. Yeah, I swear to God. Like, we, my wife can be in the room watching Netflix. I could be out here watching Netflix, no problems at all. And Netflix uses probably around four uh, megabits per second, I think, when it's HD. But remember, they yeah. paid for the they pay for the direct. No, hang access. on. I know that's the point here. That's my that's what I'm oh, getting okay. at. We can both be doing that at the same time, the same friggin' house, and we get 120 down. That's mm-hmm. just pretty good. Yeah. So there's no reason why my packet sizes on my gaming is gonna f- fuck up my my internet speeds and slow everything down. Like they're totally throttling or doing. In most something. European countries, the uh, the internet speeds are vastly superior and faster than America's uh, speeds. And it has a lot to do with these monopolies and these companies. Oh yeah. You know, Comcast just pulling shit. They're like, Oh, you want to go a little bit higher on your gaming speed? We'll buy this HBO package and yeah. we'll uh, upgrade you. Exactly. It's like, God damn you. They called me up the other day and they said, you don't have a box. And I said, no shit. I don't have cable because I, I use Netflix and I just want the internet. And they're like, well, sir, you have to have a box. <laughs> Because I have basic cable on my oh my god. On the my worst services. thing is, is that they have like a box for every damn new thing they're trying to push. So I've had them send me like all these different types of modems. One that has a landline built in. They're like, oh, use our phone service, and they kept pushing that. And I'm like, no, because they were like, oh, we we want you to to use this uh this landline service as on a trial in order to get this crazy great package that is the only way you can get what you want at the moment. So I'm like, okay. And then, you know, the time comes where it ends, and they're like, oh, you, you want the phone, right? You want the phone? It's like, no, I, I really, I told you before, I didn't really need the phone, but I did need this upgrade <laughs> that you, you know, packaged with it, so. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, they're, it's BS. And the fact, I mean, it's, yeah, as you just said, Europe, Asia, 
everybody pretty much has a faster internet than us, which is sad, you know? Yep. It really is because we were once, you know, the bastion of technological achievements. Yeah, that just that just went away. I mean, and it, we, you only get, you know, one, really, maybe two choices of, of uh, provider. I mean, you have, Doc, you just said you have Comcast? Uh-huh. Who is your other, do you have, like, Verizon as a choice out there, or is it pretty There's much? There is no, from the area, for the region that I am, for the specific spot that I am uh, in the Southwest Hills, mm-hmm. Comcast is the only service available. And they do that. They, they, they kind of make it, especially in, like, neighborhoods that have a lot of apartment complexes, yep. they'll yep. have representatives go out and represent that entire complex. Yep. Um, and just sell it, and, you know, make sure that everybody gets the package that is going to charge them the most, and... Uh, I mean, I had that when I first moved into this building. There was this guy. He he apparently gave me this deal uh, that was supposed to last for a year, and then it ended in six months. And then when I called, I was like, "Hey, uh, Wayne or whatever the hell his name is, told me this. I had this for a, a, a year." And they're like, "Oh no, he shouldn't have told you that. Uh, that actually isn't the case. But if you do want this, you can pay this much and get this." <laughs> yeah, bait and switch. Oh Bullshit. my god, it's terrible. Uh, you know, South Park did uh, last season. They did a great episode. Oh, I missed. That. Um, they did a great episode about how cable companies are are just screwing people. Um, like they would go to the cable company to try and get rid of the station that was causing it was basically murder porn, and it was making their their parents <laughs> turn like murderous or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, they're like, "You got to stop this channel." They're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you can't do that." And like, and they're like, "Oh, we're the cable company. Oh, do you, do you have another company you can go to? Oh, I guess not. I guess it's only us." And they're rubbing their nipples. During, during the whole time, and then everybody that comes along is like rubbing their nipples while they're snu- smugly telling them they can't do anything for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's like that. That's the thing, it's so true. Yeah, it is, it's ridiculous. And it, you're right, it will affect gaming. Yep, you know, it will come down to like, you know, well, you'll need the gaming package. Mm. Yeah, and if you read you the know? like the friggin' if you read the the comments from these these companies, it's such bullshit. They you know, they basically just lie in their comments, <laughs> they're here to help you. We need to secure America's safety and security. Like they keep using the same words over and over again in like every sentence in this. Because that's what the freaking sheep like to hear. Oh, they they only need to hear buzzwords and they go. <gasps> they just need to say America. There, there's this uh, there's this one pundit that Fox always has on that looks like Count Dracula, and I keep forgetting his name. Uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly. No, 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 no. Oh my God, he could too. I guess uh, he he looks more like the Munsters uh, version. But oh. no, there's this other guy that's like totally like stoic. He he can't move any inch of his face, and he's got that totally like Republican Nixon esque. Uh, but does he do the? Features. Is he on? Is he on on Sundays? I I think so. I think so. I mean, I don't watch that. I only see it secondhand when you know, uh, in Daily Show and Colbert and stuff. But yeah, I think I know who you're talking uh, this about. This guy, this guy was saying, oh, you know, the the Demo- the, the liberals, they're just too emotional. The reason that they're in this, you know, they 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 let emotion rule every decision that they make. It's like you guys are out there telling people to fear for their lives, fear Ebola, fear terrorists, fear, 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 and anger, of course, and hatred. That those are good emotions for them. It's like who the fuck? So so liberals are. I'm sorry, this is turning into. I'm going to tie it back around to what we're talking about. Fine. But it's like liberals are too emotional because they are they care too much. But the guys that are all about fear and hatred are fine. That's fine, right? Right. Uh. But anyway, so they're going to use that same that same tactic. That's what I'm yep, saying. That's basically what they're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like politics is, is a hot button issue because it's only been a couple weeks since the disastrous midterms, and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even and, get started. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, unfortunately, the Democrats don't help themselves. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, trust me, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm like the two party system, man. It's, it's just horrible. Not, it's not well, the problem, the problem is we'll never get more than two parties because the one one or the other party will co-op it like yep. they did with, you know, like. I mean, I didn't care for the Tea Party, but the, the fact that there was like sort of a viable third party started to emerge and then got co-opted by like the neocons. And then that was the end of that. I don't think it was ever legitimate because it all sprang from the same organizations. Well, it started with Ron, with uh, Ron Paul. You know, it's so it sort of had like initial an initial like decent start, but then it just it went to hell so fast. You know, yeah. and it got and it just got gobbled up because the two parties can't have they no matter what it is they cannot have they cannot have another. Yeah, and then, then the conservatives—they have two bastard children. They have both the uh, the Tea Party and Libertarians, who are basically just conservatives who are embarrassed to call themselves conservatives. And then you have, uh, you know, then there's the liberals, the Dems, and all that stuff. The Dems, you know, the establishment Dems being like the 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 traditional face of the party that is not technically. Or I mean, some of them are fighting the good fight. They're doing the right thing, but a lot of them are just uh, lazy and there, and and they're planted. Um, so I mean, but but the independent party, I think under Bernie Sanders has a chance. He's thinking about running, and here's a guy that'll push for technological advancements against climate change, more EPA regulations, more uh, just dealing with the corporate uh, money and politics, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except that he'll. Probably end up in a plane and, you know, like, it'll be like that one in Canada where the, the freaking propellers flew off and the landing gears oh, collapsed. Come on, don't, say, don't say that's the worst case scenario. Come on. No, but that's uh, what, it's what happens in politics when somebody has a good idea. They're like, no, stupid. When man. was the last time somebody got blown up in a plane because they, because it must not lousy... here. It doesn't happen here that often. Sure. You know, uh, well, no, you know what? Uh, I guess the last one was, um, what was that Alaskan senator? Uh, was it Stevens? Who uh, the pipes and tubes um, guy for the internet? The old dude that was like, uh, no, the- <laughs> he was gonna. He was uh, wasn't gonna, that Gravel? No, no, no. It oh, was no, like, no, wasn't Gravel. It, it was like I think his last name was Stevens. He was gonna. Yeah, no, no, he, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're he was right, about right, to. Right. He was about to blow the whistle on something. All of a sudden, his little plane he was in just happened to hit a mountain. Oh, come on, that was just a freaking accident. Of course it was. I know. No, you're trying to turn this into a big conspiracy. Let me let me tie this back down to okay. uh, gaming though, because yeah. this this is something specific. Here's a game that I've been playing. Uh, Metro Last Light. Oh yeah, and um, the first thing that you see when this game starts uh, is Coke Industries. No kidding. It's it's the it's the Coke. The Cokes uh, have a they produce games. They produce video games. Uh, This is weird. Wait wait wait. The Coke Brothers. Yeah yeah yeah. They produce Uh, they produce video games. Yeah they have they do a subset they published. Uh, Metro Last Light and some other ones as well. You sh- you know, go ahead and look it up. Oh no! Now here's the weird thing about this. Like this is like this post-apocalyptic, dystopic, really grimy and and dark and sometimes very. It's it's even more um, gross and off-putting than Fallout can be. Uh, you know, in the in the setting that it's in. Now it's it's complete. It's Russian. And here's mm-hmm. what I think is interesting: the Koch's father made his fortune from Stalin uh, during the Stalin years and mm-hmm. and communist Russia uh, in oil and some other stuff. Uh, that's how they got their their. And I just think it's strange that this Russian company, this company was in the Ukraine, by the way. Um, oh man, the name of the developer. Deep Silver is freaking Coke Media. 
Well, no, there, there's an even the, the umbrella publisher like above that that put it out. Well, I just looked. I was looking up online. Deep Silver is Coke Media's video game. Oh, label. okay. So that yeah, yes. it is. Okay. It is. Holy okay. balls! Yeah, and and these are based off of books, by the way. Yeah, 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 and and I just think it's weird their connection with Russian communism. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and they're and then they they're publishing this kind of game. And oh, by the way, the game is just it's very effective. It's very it's sometimes it's. Have you played it? And have either of you played it? I, I have it for the PS3. I didn't. I didn't get the. I didn't get the remake. I oh, okay. uh, I played the. the what's what the twenty twenty three or twenty thirty three. The first okay. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never played that first one. I've only played this one. But the uh, when the graphics are set on high, it's absolutely astounding. Like it's one of those games that it's like you, you play a lot of games for a while, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, and you get kind of spoiled with graphics. But every time something comes around, and and you're like, wow, that's really doing something cool with the engine there. And uh, Metro absolutely is is a standout game visually, and it pushes the hell out of your GPU. Um, or your PS4. <laughs> well, right. Or um, your Xbox One. <clears throat> well, let's not get carried away. Sure, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't play this on a lasting system, is what I'm saying. And and nor what could it be. I don't think this this sequel could be on a last gen. Well, it was um, a PS3 game. Yeah, three sixty. The first, the first Metro was. Both were. Both were. Okay, so then they must have just really dumbed down the the graphics. Same, they do. They've been doing that with a lot of games. You, like, you uh, don't know that. <laughs> no, they they absolutely have. I saw the Xbox 360 version of Alien Isolation, and it looked like absolute vomit. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, 2005. You're playing, playing on a high-end uh, PC. We're in 2014, right? 2005 is when the 360 came out. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's amazing it even plays it at all, because there's computers I know. from 2005 that can't play the damn thing. The Titanfall they released, too. Um was like really crummy but yeah. you you wouldn't really know that if that was the only version that you played that's kind of a weird thing too i think you know that's another thing being spoiled as a, as a pc gamer it's like you you can notice the flaws that you didn't notice before and didn't even bother you uh it didn't even it don't even occur to you uh but oh well my boy no look 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 uh, let me preface this by saying well i can't preface it because i already said it like, uh, <laughs> oh, too but but let me let, let me just say that like i uh, clarify his last statement i love consoles too like i have nothing against consoles at all uh but i happen to be playing this metro uh last light on on this system but anyway yeah coke coke are putting out the new games i don't know if there's any direct attempt or stabs at propaganda or anything like that it's just kind of a weird thing and that i don't know weird. if it makes I me never... feel a little worse about playing it because yeah, i never they... knew that they were they own deep silver that's crazy that's a little disturbing <clears throat> you would be surprised Slightly. at just how much how many organizations institutions studios uh, and other types of media that they owe and uh, that they own and and they're a lot of times they're not making it immediately obvious obvious that they own it and a lot of these other larger umbrella corporations too they they kind of like some of these, some of their media outlets will give the impression of independence, but if you dig deeper, you'll see that they're connected to Those, them somehow. They're the ones that destroyed Raccoon City. Um, <laughs> yeah, like if you want to, oh my god, dude! You, you said umbrella, so you laugh about that, but dude, umbrella. If if Resident Evil is good for anything, it's good for an allegory to uh, the c corporate 
realm because uh, you have the Umbrella Corporation, which basically nothing they're doing is smart or safe or anything. They don't give a shit. It was an attempt to get mad profits or whatever. It was world domination, whatever. It was. Like they who the, who the fuck even knows what the hell they were trying to do? They were like, were they trying to make money? I don't think so. Were they trying to like take over the world with like these creatures or like what were they doing in the name of science? Well, that's that can't be the case. I mean, there was nefarious means or uh intent behind it um i think it was just like a psych like a group of psychopaths that decided hey let's make this freaking virus and let it loose on the world and watch what happens like it, it's kind of like uh it's kind of like yeah like this shit that comes out of plum island yeah you know that it's that, kinda, that weird animal testing government thing they have over was it, i think it's all is it like off of like new york or something Oh, I, I, I forget. It, it's called. If you can look it up later, it's called Plum Island. Yeah. Oh God, no, that shit will depress the shit out of me. It'll it'll probably show me photos and tell me stories that will plunge me deeper into depression. Well, I don't. They don't actually. Uh, it's not like they. It's not like cosmetic testing or whatever. It's like weird shit that goes on there. Oh, like brain oh, testing. so it's weird. Oh, okay, <laughs> as long as it's weird. <laughs> like yeah, it. Well, I mean, I think it's worse than like you know the horrors of like cosmetic and that kind of testing. Is this the place that had like the the uh, electrodes hooked up to the monkey's brain? Like they they cut a hole in the yeah, I think monkey's so. head and they yeah. actually inserted while it was awake. Yeah, I think so. God damn it! And it's still in op- It's still of course still it there. It's still doing it. See, yeah. fuck, fuck that shit, man. Yeah, most of it's classified. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <clears throat> So anyway, Metro yes. Metro's Metro's a good game. If if you get a chance to play it, just know that it's it's one of those games that's not for the f- for for the faint of heart or for people that can't take being in really off-putting icky environments for too long because there's rarely any place in the game that feels safe or inviting. <laughs> uh, well, it is pretty I strive to play games like that. Well, me too. No, me too. I'm like I'm a big survival horror fan, but I meet so many people who are like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do it. I can't play those games." Um, and it's like and uh, Fallout, wow, man. Fallout was like that. There's like no, except for that one town named Town Dave. In, in Fallout, there was um, there were periods of time where you're there was blue sky and open plains and things like in this. It's the fallout of this uh, war is still like causing dark clouds everywhere. Like you don't go on the surface unless you absolutely have to. Uh, whereas in fallout it's, you can go on the surface and you can still go around and there's maybe some radiated zones. Uh, but you know, there it's, there are safe passages and uh, certain people will not try to kill you <laughs> if you go somewhere. Um, fallout was so much fun. There's more of a military aspect to where it's either you're on one this side or this side, and either way you got to fight each other. You know, is this the game where, you're, you're reviewing by by chance? Uh, Metro isn't actually, oh. but if you would like, I can talk about the game I want to review. Ah, uh, well, you want to do a little bit of news? Uh, anybody have any news? We we could do news like any order you want to do it because we do have to talk about Gamergate, and that could take some time. So. Yeah, so we should. What do you have for news, Doomy? That you do? You, do you want to bring up? Assassin's Creed Unity and its hilarity. Uh, you can talk more about it. I haven't really been following it. I just all I know is that it's buggy as all hell, and people like falling through the falling through the world. It's, it's not just, getting good reviews. It's got like it's 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 coming out to a, abysmal reviews. It seems. That it's not the worst part of it though. The worst part of it is that it seems like they played it safe, the developer, and didn't do anything to make this game uh, more exciting than the previous games. Well, it's so. also people are saying that they they paid sixty dollars for a beta. Well, I believe that. You know? it's, it's Ubisoft. I mean, come on. 
Oh, I know. You know, uh, 28 minutes ago, guys, and I think he'll appreciate this. This was posted 28 minutes ago. Uh-huh. Uh, Ubisoft promises to fix Assassin's Creed Unity bugs. Uh, <laughs> publisher Ubisoft pledged to issue a number of key fixes to Assassin's Creed Unity following the game's calamitous launch. Since its release across North America on Tuesday, a growing number of players have begun to document the extent of bugs and glitches that laced the <laughs> game's <beta> code. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, ridiculous. By the way, there are some pictures here of some of the bugs, and oh, I find them crazy. to be hilarious. Yeah. If, if you're going to have bugs in your game, please let them be like this. <laughs> like the faces are all like freaking the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are like uh, they live. In, like this yeah. One. yeah, yeah, they <laughs> live. <laughs> But sometimes, uh, sometimes I gotta give it to Ubi. Their 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 glitches are kind of funny when you're playing like Assassin's Creed. Like I, uh, I forget which one it was. I was playing where I, I think it was four. I stabbed a guy and he shot across the town. <laughs> he like went down. <laughs> his his body just rode like you know like a wave down steps and just shot through the town. I was like, huh? How about that? All right, so this is a definite case of pushing a title onto market too fast. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Uh, they could. These are all things they could have addressed beforehand, but they were on a timeline. This is the kind of thing that productions like uh, CIG's Star Citizen is is trying to sidestep. Um, I I I just think so. I mean, it can't be any other thing. I mean, th this is a more expanded version of Assassin's Creed. You've got more people playing at the same time, so it's gonna be a more of a heavy heavy load on systems and servers, etc. Uh, but I don't know if that's what's causing like the 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 animation problems that seems to me just to be like typical fundamental mm -hmm. uh, bugs that just didn't get ironed out before release yeah that's just something you know glitchy programming oh my god it's like uh like dice games pretty oh. much <laughs> <laughs> they all have these bugs well, dice uh dice did a uh, uh, mirror's edge which was great and I they should be working on a sequel they announced it like six times in the past two years yeah uh did that game have a lot of glitches no, but I'm I'm referring to like Battlefield. Smooth. Battlefield has like just tons oh, of freaking. That's the more obvious one. See, I I, yeah. I don't play the Battlefield game, so I can't comment. You really miss anything? Yeah, I played. You know what? I take that back. I played two for a while, and I liked it. Uh, I liked being able to get into vehicles, even though half the time you couldn't fly or drive the damn things. Um, and I just I thought like it was so big that there were large portions of time nothing was happening. So in this in this third one, we're on four now, right? Battlefield Four. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they they still have massive environments, right? They're decent size. Yeah. Did they rain it in since Battlefield. Uh, two yeah. Or? Well, I didn't play Battlefield Two. Um, I I know like the destruction isn't as good as Bad Company. Like in the Bad Company, you can like destroy everything. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it's. Uh, in the, the times I played online, um, I was too busy trying to not get shot in the face. But um, yeah, the boards seem to be smaller, the ones I was on. Well, yeah, multiplayer boards. No, no, they have huge ones in, in 4. They had that one with the building that falls the fuck over. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was Hardline. No. In Battlefield 4, um, there is a building that you can detonate from the, the base. And it will fall the fuck over <laughs> if you're inside it or not. Oh, so they had the same thing in, in Hardline. I'm sure they did. Remember that uh, when during the uh, fuck during the was it E3 area where they showed like you know a crane bangs into one of the buildings and just takes down the whole front of it. 
Yeah, yeah, but this is like huge, just like a skyscraper. Oh, fantastic! I didn't get to that board. Yeah. Okay. Or, I didn't play that board. Whatever. Yeah. Um, just to wrap up on um the Assassin's Creed thing, uh, Ubisoft is saying that. Sorry. <laughs> What's that? They're saying sorry. Oh, sorry. No, they're just saying they're they're gonna address every single issue in one patch. So my question is, you're talking about Battlefield. How it took them a while to address all the shit in in Battlefield Four, right? It did. They they to a point where they were made like a month. What the hell were they calling it? Like gamer month? I don't know. Like they had a catchy title for like you know like the month of apologies. Basically, like they were given like battle packs and all kinds of shit to you for um right you know, right for, right for right, sticking right. through it kind of thing. Which I suppose yeah. is nice. At least you know, kind of like you know. Yeah, trying I mean, to yeah, trying to address like look we 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 screwed up a bit so here's a little something that we're trying to make amends. Although I don't I don't, I don't see think Battlefield ever got fixed Battlefield Four. <laughs> I think it just stayed broken. Well, it's yeah, less, I want to say that I heard it's less from, broken. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I think some game journalists, uh, specifically Giant Giant Bomb, they were saying that they did all they're gonna do. Yeah. And they're not going to do no more. And then I think they were kind of pissed off about that. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised neither of you guys are playing, uh, uh, what is it, Advanced Warfare? You know, well, I'm I... not a big Call of Duty guy. Um, I think at one time I probably was. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm more of a, like a Halo guy, to tell you the truth. Sure. Yeah. I, I... I like I having a was... shield, <laughs> so it'll die instantly. Those are nice. Your yeah. your your brother. You guys talked about. I think you got a secondhand review from Squirrel. Oh yeah, uh, Squirrel. He he said something that floored me. He said that the campaign was awesome. I was like, uh, 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 I'm sorry, what? I was like, really? It's got Kevin Spacey on it. <laughs> that I mean, is true. I mean, it it's it, this one really sounds like um, if they basically made Titanfall like what Titanfall should have been, you know, like in the, in that they give it, give it an actual story yeah. as opposed to like hardly any story at all. Well, there's, yeah, there's, there's more story in destiny than there is in Titanfall. But I mean, oh, like yeah. you had God. the whole, like, you know, you have the guys in the, you know, the exo armor kind of thing. You know, there's like all kinds of more futuristic weaponry and stuff like that. There's not, you know, big old mechs as far as I know. I think there's like smaller kind of things that walk around, but, Sure. You know, you still have like, you know, like it looks like you have a wall running, you know, like it, it basically looks like they gave you, you know, they gave you a better version of Titanfall just without, you know, the gigantic mechs. Yeah. Well, so I, I which is kind of I funny was... because Respawn was Call of Duty. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know if I'm ever going to get around to that. It's I have played the campaigns of certain Call of Duty games just mm -hmm. to do that, and and only a couple have I went online and tried to like be hot shit, <laughs> uh, and uh, that just takes way too much out of you. Yeah, um, it really does. But the campaigns, you know, like if this if this ends up cheap one of these days, it's this is one of those Steam sale things I'm going to do. I, I'm more likely to get Shadows of Mordor before. Before that or anything. Else oh, that game's terrible. Uh, what? Uh, it's supposed to be pretty incredible. <laughs> it is. Like, it's really good. No, yeah, it's, it's one of the worst games they've ever made. See, see, J Flex hates it's up good there. Games. It's it's up there with ET. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've played it. He hasn't. I didn't have yeah. to. I just know. 
He has like a blanket of hatred. He just lays over top things. I know, I know. <laughs> that's not that's not good journalism. <laughs> Who said I was a journalist? Uh, <laughs> I'm just an over opinionated douche. So you're like a shock jock. <laughs> All right, like we'll go a with that. Video game shock jock. Yeah, no, Howard don't, Stern. Don't flatter him. I'm a video game shock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Shadows of Mortar. That's just a sh- that's just a shame. What? It's a shame it came out. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a shame it came out. Uh, it's at this moment, it's like the better uh, version of Assassin's Creed. It really Creed, is, if anything. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it sounds like everything is a better version of Assassin's Creed right now. True, true. The best is the uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, two animator. One of the animators from Assassin's Creed two was saying that Shadows of Mordor stole his code specifically. I don't know if you heard that or not. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he says I know how how they move and everything, and how he climbs around buildings. They stole my my animation code. <laughs> Ooh, he's not happy, huh? No, he's like, come on, guy. Really? Of course, that was a while ago, but still, I mean, if it was his code, it's his code. I don't. Shadows of Mordor. Like, the animations look great. I'm sure they did. I, what I'm looking forward to is the whole nemesis system, where you keep coming across these. Uh, the same villains and they change over time and they're and they it's the get only even game more. if you die it matters that i know right of. it's it's crazy like i i've died several times in this game and i'm like damn it because <laughs> i know that dude's gonna get promoted they're, they're gonna taunt you yeah they're gonna <laughs> yeah, get stronger it's funny. It's just this fucks up your world another game that just released guys and uh i batman I'm gonna, lego i'm gonna i'm gonna guess neither you played it yet uh, but you might is uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. No, I know that was a pre-order I canceled. I was like, eh, let me wait. What'd you think? It's got it's getting some favorable uh, reviews too. I haven't touched it yet, but um, I've played all the other ones. There's no reason I'm not gonna play this one. That I still really looks en- good. I really enjoy. Uh, one thing I hated, like like the last game, I liked a lot, except for there's there was a lot of flaws that didn't much have to do with like. It was more just them repeating dungeons and getting lazy in certain parts where it was pretty obvious. It's like, hey guys, you you get you short shrifted this, and it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but like this game doesn't have any of that, I hear, and you know the characters are just as solid and and uh, interesting and varied. That's that's what I love the most about those games is the character, you know, the dialogue between characters and the way that you can just form your parties and have them get along in, in a certain way. Right. I like the first one. I I didn't get into the second one, but I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, Origins was great. Uh, Bioware. I mean, they never do shit. No, no, they do games that are better than others. Yeah, they are. They are. Mass Effect Two is like I think their their best game. My favorite game. Mass Effect Two is. uh, That's actually I just got that from Steam during the last sale, and and I have that on standby. Uh, during a down period in between new games where I can just not go through that again. Uh, three, I may not play again. Eh. Um, because the ending, this even like the, the extra ending uh, they gave it to like fix it god. was spoiled for me. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, two. Sense. You're right. Two. two yeah. Two's, two's great. It's a masterpiece. All right. Let's get to so, let's get to let's, your let's, game you wanted to review because we gotta, we gotta move to some bigger topics. Right. I'll be. I'll just be brief about this so we can move into the Gamergate discussion. Um, so I've been playing a game. Uh, this is a game that um, for fans of like old school dungeon crawlers, especially is mightily appreciated. 
um, and is pretty much the best version of that type of game that has come out in years. And oh. so the first the first Legend of Grimrock was great. This Legend of Grimrock two is uh, basically takes those ideas, expands on them in great ways, uh, and you're, it's in a more more expansive territory. You can go onto the surface of this island, in throughout dungeons, networks of dungeons. Uh, so it's just it just feels bigger. There's just more of uh, more of a varied things to do. Um, you've got your your standard four four part. You create four characters, so you mm-hmm. get a party of four, and you can choose whether or not they're battle mage, fighter, rogue, etc. Uh, you can, you assign skills to them as you would in RPGs. Um, it's it all seems very basic and throwback at first, right. but as you play the game. There's these very subtle, intricate things that you can do that may not be apparent when you're just watching somebody play this game that make the game really outstanding. Just the way that you have to manage your inventories. It's not it's not a, a slog like it is with other games. Um, it's actually part of what's cool about the game is just, you know, who gets what and why do they have that and how fast can they use it and how well can they use it. And, you know, the way that you arrange your party is important during certain situations. It's just you you have to be very meticulous about the way that you're building out your characters and stuff. And it really shows throughout the game uh, how much of an effect that has on on your, you know, the gameplay and and how well you're doing. Um, And then the puzzles, it's it really is at its heart, a puzzle game. Uh, and you know, so you've got your kind of real time turn-based kind of, uh, mesh of, of combat, meaning that you can't pause the game and choose your actions. You have to constantly be moving around while selecting things for your characters to do. It can be really tricky at first, but once you get used to it, it's really, uh, an interesting way to do it. So you kind of have to navigate around certain, uh, 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 you know, battle situations and move around while you're like moving a potion from here to here or selecting, you have to actually manually select runes to cast a spell. So it takes a lot of dexterous. It really challenges you, uh, your dexterity. And uh, the puzzles are really interesting. Some of them can stump the shit out of you, but, (laughs) but if you just kind of like back away for a while and then come back uh, and then just think about it, uh, and start to learn the way that the game expects you to think more broadly about things. It's not so cut and dry like other video games. You really have to have a broad kind of imagination as far as what the solutions to certain problems might be. And there's little hints that are placed all around, like what you're supposed to do. So this is exactly the kind of game for the old school gamers who really don't want their handheld. Um, people who are into Dark Souls will probably really get into it simply because, yeah, it's very difficult, demanding. But at the same time, it's it's really rich and rewarding in certain ways that only those types of games can be. And this freaking game is honestly, uh, other other uh, reviewers have been giving it a solid ten out of ten or perfect numbers. I can't argue with that because uh, I, I think it's it, like this game was tailor made for for me, and it gives me probably a dangerous level of enjoyment since I'm now not doing any of my work or homework. I'm just only playing this game until I can beat it. <laughs> But the, uh, that the environment that, is really nice. I'm looking at some screenshots of the game and all. Oh, Jay Flex, you'd hate it. <laughs> it's puzzles. It's it's a. I mean, it's a it's a it's a thinking maze game. But if you like, you know, if you're into D and D, I think there's a lot of crossover appeal uh, ah, to, to nice. different subgenres. And you know, so if you're into any of that stuff, you know, like the D and D, the dungeon crawlers, uh, puzzle games, um, you know, all that stuff. 
then then it, it there's something there for you. You just you know it's it'll get kind of really hard and frustrating. And and don't feel bad about conduct you know consulting, um, help with you know walk through help here and there. Uh, I have been known to do that. I try not to do it, but once in a while I have to, and it's fine because there's so much there that's challenging and rewarding enough that you don't feel like you're you're cheating. Nice. No Mac version. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um and so like In that this, case the uh, game sucks. <laughs> uh and so in this case I I just want to give props uh to Almost Human Limited because I want them to keep pl- making these games. They've they found a really great niche here. They're they're filling a void for a certain type of game in like a perfect way. Uh, they're from Finland. Uh, they're like just an indie game studio. They're Grimrock did really well for them, so they were able to make a bigger sequel. If this game does really well for them, they'll just keep they'll be able to keep expanding it and making it bigger and bigger with more stuff to do. And I can't wait. For was that. this kickstarted or was this actually just um, they just had they just recouped the money from the first sale? I, I you know I don't know if it was a kickstarter. Uh, the first game just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I was you know browsing around and I, I just heard some really good. Uh, buzz about it mm-hmm. and it was on steam and i'm like oh this totally sounds like something i want to play and then uh yeah i played it and i just i freaking loved every inch of it i'm like this game is exactly what i want to play it's only 24 bucks That's yeah it. it's not it's not that much wow and the first um, is only 15 uh price that's not, yeah, that's the first, not, the first not, one's cheap too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you can play the first one, and the first one prepares you very nicely for the second one. Um, the first one you're in kind of like. You're, oh, here's you're a Mac version. They, uh, look at that. I'm sorry. I'm looking at their, I'm on their website. They, uh, they have a bundle for 30 bucks for one and two. Oh, snap. I, I, I can't recommend it enough then. DRM free and a Steam key. What, what? Yeah, uh, there you, you struck gold there. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd be interested to see if you enjoy it because I still have trouble determining what exactly you would or would not be into Blanco. <laughs> but nothing. But, that's not true. I, I, I do play Destiny a lot. You do. Oh yeah, a <laughs> lot. Destiny. Destiny is such a. And such, I, an, I, uh, such a vague and ambig- ambiguous name for what appears to be a vague and ambiguous game. <laughs> story yeah, wise, pretty, pretty much. Well, story wise, yeah, well, yeah. Well, something horrible happened there. Yeah, <laughs> even Bungie was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't even think they give a shit. They're like, story, whatever. <laughs> you bought the game. So yeah, Grimrock, perfect scores. I guess my my system. Uh, We'll, we'll we'll go ten out of ten for now. I'm still trying to figure out what my what my system will be for rating. But yeah, that that's the first game to get that uh, this year. Wow, for me, probably ten out of ten's pretty good. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Can't uh... it it achieves perfectly what it what it is setting out to achieve uh, and what it is, and uh, there's nothing better than it on the market uh, for what it is. So definitely play that. And um, all right, we we should get into this Gamergate thing. Let's do yes. It. All right. So we, this is what everyone's been waiting for. Have they? Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So this, it seems to me like Gamergate always kind of rears its head in some form or fashion, you know, whether it's, you know, 
games cause kids to shoot people or games are now causing kids to to be more violent or games are causing you know really it seems like huh i haven't i haven't seen that yet wow that's horrible well, so no this, this is like latching on to that too well, no, no 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 this is like this is like older ones like you know uh back when um like Grand Theft Auto came out, oh, it's, you know, teaching kids, you know, like there was the big deal about that. And, you know, before that with like, you know, uh, the old shooters like, uh, I don't know, Doom, we'll say or whatever, like, you know, like, oh, you're, you know, you're making kids violent, you know, like, you know how when things happen, they look for something to blame, yeah. you know. So the Gamer Brigade to me has always been around in some form or fashion, you know, like this particular iteration that's come around. You know, it seems it stemmed out of that crap that happened in August when, um, was it that? Zoe Quinn? Yeah, I was trying to think of the, I don't know how to say the, the guy's name. Aaron, yeah, I can't. Aaron. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's, it's, uh, so she was. How do you, well, first, does anyone we know how to just, say his name? Well, we should just put up right what Gamergate is if people, for people who don't know. All right. All right. Then, the whole thing, the whole thing kind of started off from a, it had, it had a false start. Right. Yes. The uh, it was based on false context. So there was this whole thing. Zoe Quinn from Kotaku. She did a uh, a game called. Uh, Depression he wasn't from Quest. Kotaku though. No, 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 no. But she did. She did a game from Depression Quest. Nathan. Right. She was dating Nathan Grayson, who wrote for uh, Rock Paper Scissors. Right. And so there was this whole thing um, where. You know, there was a rumor that came out that uh, Nathan wrote a, a good review for her because he was dating her. So and it's this... about ethics. Right. So this, well. this whole thing started about, like, I guess, ethics and journalism in the sense that, you know, but the the thing was, is that there was no review for Depression Quest. This this actually didn't happen. But there had already been this pressure cooker of uh, of people uh worried about the state of gaming journalism and that the favoritism was happening uh you know ga- like journalists were being paid to write good reviews for certain developers and there was uh there were cases of this beforehand i think we we talked about like when GameSpot their incident caused you know the guys from giant bomb to branch off right like this kind of thing has been happening for a while and, and people are accusing across the board i mean just look at uh, uh, what is it, Mitch McCafferty's uh, uh, Alien Isolation review. He gave it like a five point six or whatever. Yeah, it was just absolutely ridiculous, and people were like, "Oh, it's because nobody nobody uh, paid him." <laughs> Ryan McCa- Ryan McCafferty. Did I say Mitch? I'm I'm mixing up the fucking uh, games by IGN guys. Um, it doesn't. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, which which I, by the way, that is a bullshit review. <laughs> really bullshit review. That sounds that that one that one sounds. Um, but, uh, so there, a lot of people were like, so that bubbled up in that form, but then somehow it got out out of hand where they wanted to make it about, cause so, so there was the, the typical trolls came out. Um, and these are trolls that you would see anywhere, whether it be a YouTube thread about politics or, you know, in this instance, the the gaming, they come out and they start, uh, issuing, you know, death threats and, and harassment, uh, to certain female journalists and right. developers and blah, blah, blah. And, and it just kind of got out of control to the, so it, it became this thing where it was like, oh, you know, it, came, it became about the death threats. It became about the harassment, uh, as opposed to the, the ethics and journalism, which is at the core of it, which just ca- kind of right. got buried. It became a cultural you got, war. You got people like Anita Sarkeesian who, 
by the way, I, I can't freaking believe it, but she she popped up on Colbert last week. She really she did. And so Colbert had her on under the pretext of Gamergate, uh, or the context of Gamergate. And then here she is talking about her usual like gamers or misogynist pig stuff. Yep. That's not what the, the Gamergate was about. It's not. There there were people on the <laughs> Colbert threads just like Colbert, what are you doing? Like she's not. <laughs> this isn't even what this is about. She uh, she latched onto it. She's using say, it for her yeah. own. You know. I was gonna say she's game, an opportunist. And she's a complete opportunist in my opinion. No, no, she absolutely, you know. she she is, you know, trying to represent this subset of people that just think, she she paints with very broad strokes, like, all, all of these male gamers are, and and that's the worst thing about it, it's like, we're all now, you know, if we can, if we say the name gamer, it's supposed to be synonymous with misogynist. those who are, are sexist and misogynist and, and uh, bigoted, etc., when really it's just, there's trolls in every shape and form for every damn thing there is. Yeah. You know, there you you probably find like if you're into like cooking and 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 restaurant business, you'll probably find trolls that troll freaking restaurants. Are you I mean, kidding me? My wife, she belongs to these like bump boards for like you know kids or whatever, like you know people are having babies, and there's like trolling in there. They they fight amongst themselves in those freaking things. It happens everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's like a wedding blog, or a right. group, if it's a gaming yeah. group or whatever or politics. It's people just love to align to one thing or another. And we talked about this earlier about politics. You know, people blindly align to things and think that that matches their entire being, and that that they just fight to the death. It's crazy. And then you've got people that come out and they just stoke the fires. So, yep. like in this case, Devin Farassi is basically pulling a Fox News maneuver, coming out saying he's from Badass Digest. He said gamers are worse than ISIS on the same day that a journalist, a real journalist, got beheaded by ISIS. Yeah. So that that you know this kind of stuff was just taste. adding adding fuel to the fire. And now our so for Anita Sarkeesian to come and make this about like, look, there should not be death threats. There should not be abuse. No, Women yeah, should not have that, to face yeah. that. Uh, that that is a very important issue, and that is an issue that needs to be addressed. But this is not an issue that needs to be addressed under the hashtag. Uh, Gamergate when there is something more at the center of it, which by the way, again, that whole review for Depression Quest thing never happened but then again, there are plenty of proven cases of this kind of uh, of, of unethical favoritism in, in, in video game journalism yeah. and that's the kind of thing that, so so at this point, Gamergate is like this thing that doesn't know what it is, it's like, it's like the Occupy Wall Street yeah. Of yeah. of movements where it's like nobody has a clear message or demand. It's too big to um, move. Exactly, exactly. So it's not going to accomplish anything, but it is providing uh, uh, platforms. Uh, come on, Anita Sarkeesian on the Colbert Report. I here's what I here's what I bet you what happened. They're they're like, oh, we need somebody. Uh, this Gamergate thing is pretty hot. Who do we got for that? Oh, well, let's contact this Anita Sarkeesian. You know she what? probably knows what's going on. She's kind of like Al Sharpton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you know, yeah. Whenever there's like you know something truly awful that happen, like you know that 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 happens like with a, with a racial you know element to it, that's you know like the incident that happened, you know, is horrible, should be addressed. He's like the go-to guy, and all he ends up doing is, you know, making things worse and then plugging his MSNBC show. Exactly. You know, so she like he strikes an opportunist as I mean. This is what I no, think. No, no, no. You're, and I you're think, right. I and think she is exactly the same thing. You know, she with her, uh, 
you know, she didn't she launch a Kickstarter campaign just to make yeah. like this non misogynistic female character stuff, you know? It's just like, yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's like, so I mean, I get it. I get it that, you know, like there, there have been some bad portrayal of women in games. Fine. And I, I don't think, and we said it before that you should not be threatening people for whatever reason. Whether you like what like, you're saying, well, wait a second. But I mean, like, Whenever you do anything out in a public forum, whether it would be putting out a game, a review, or anything like that, you're opening yourself up immediately to someone say like, "You're an asshole. You suck. You know, you shouldn't write anymore." It just yeah, you know, just don't go. Yeah, I, I think I think the thing that disturbs gamers so much about Anita Sarkeesian, and of course, and I'm not just talking about those that are are like flying off the handle and and threatening and being assholes. Well, that's different. It's like those regular different. regular game gamer people like us that just don't want to be grouped together with those. No. She's she's succeeding in doing that very thing. She's she's generalizing uh gamers uh as being that way and look it isn't gaming is not exactly the boys club. There may be different studios that operate in certain ways or whatever, but it's not necessarily a boys club anymore. It's it, there's been plenty of uh, advancement in that area of things where it's, it's, it's been very inclusive on both the journalism side and the developer side. Sure. And, and, and it's only getting better and it's, you know what I mean? So there wasn't like this five alarm. Oh crap. You know, we got to do something about this, but uh, you know, I, I just uh, I don't like the fact that she generalizes things. And I also don't like the fact that she's not. First of all, she's not much of a gamer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she hasn't really played that. So she's it's almost like she's doing this as the opportunist and not a gamer. She's not coming up as a gamer trying to do what's best for gaming. She's trying to be a social warrior and she chose gaming as the thing she's going to attack. And I, I actually yeah. think that there's a difference between those two things. And I would rather have somebody that truly represents gaming doing something like this mm -hmm. um and uh you know se second of all um she's she's got to understand that there are when you're talking about like sexual exploitation of, of women in games you got scantily clad ladies and whatnot she's also don't play dead uh, or alive then she's also if you think about it she's also not thinking about uh, what is probably a fairly large portion of lesbians that play these games that would look at that uh, female form in the game and be just as, and be like, oh, that's I like that, you know, you know, shake it, baby. Like, I gotta say, love, I never considered that angle. They love the female form too, right? So, so now it's like you're you're also putting all of women under an umbrella, saying that they're all uh, being attacked or their uh, senses are being assaulted by this misogynistic material when in fact some of them may enjoy it quite a bit as much as men do um so that's another thing so she's generalizing two different subsets of people mm. yeah two birds she, one stone yeah i i really i i think if you're gonna try to run for something uh on the uh the whole ethics thing you need to get a different hashtag <laughs> Don't even bother using Gamergate anymore. It's done. You know, it's just it's been tainted. But it's the one that's searched for. That's that's why she's jumping on it. No, I, I mean, no, I, no, I get it. What I'm saying is, people who want to actually like, you know, complain about ethics in, in gaming and journalism. Mm -hmm. and, oh you know, yeah. Devs getting cozy with journalists. Sure. That's that's a different story. You should you should not use Gamergate. And it, and to tell you the truth, you know, you know, in you know, devs getting cozy with journalists. I mean, and that happens with everything you know 
it's sure. just the way it works. Like it's unfortunate, but it's just the way it works. Like any but that's ca- any, not a pass. You can't give. No, I'm not pass. giving it a pass. But I mean, like you shouldn't be shocked. You no. know that if you know, like there's. But you d- you would think that everybody would be as. I mean, do you uh, think that well, as game uh, a giant bomb? We'll say no, no, no. no I feel right. like those guys are very honest. Yeah. No, I, I no, I'm not saying they're all. But I mean, like, like no, nobody would be shocked if they heard that. Um, ABC went running for running to Apple, like you know, uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll plug a whole bunch of your product if you uh, some money over here, you know, like you got it. Well, the, the, okay, then the point comes to like, do do does everybody just not go to those websites to get news and reviews and like there, there's got to be a, a something's got to give, you know. Well, that's like, the thing. There's got to be more I, transparency. You, well, you know, it, oh god, I was gonna say like. You, you both have been playing games for long enough that you know the sources you trust. You yeah, know, you, you always trust your friends who play this, you know, who like the same games as you. Never you know? trust you. Never trust me. Um, you know, there are the, the the sites that you that you like that you you know you've trusted over the years, and then you know, you since you've been there enough, you'll know that if all of a sudden, like you know, uh, let's just say Giant Bomb, for instance, like I don't I don't think they'll ever do it, but like let's just say all of a sudden they uh. They gave uh, Assassin's Creed Unity a ten out of ten, best game that's come out this year. You know, you would all be like, "Okay, something's not right." You know, <laughs> you'd be like, "Something's something's not working here." But I mean, like, you have like your, you you have your sources that you like to go to that you know good enough, you know well enough now that you you avoid the ones that. You know that that are that seem to be like at, you know beholden to the advertiser dollar. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you know? as as a listener, you kind of have to determine those things for yourself. And not everybody is good at discerning who is who is uh, ethical or who is a sure. good journalist and who isn't. Um, but here's the here's the problem I think with um, with gaming journalism and the fact that so a lot of these gaming like it's a fairly in the grand scheme of things, it's it's kind of a of a fairly small uh, inner circle of of people within these um, these gaming uh, mm-hmm. editorialists and publishers and reviewers and stuff. They all know each other, and a lot of them are good friends with a number of developers that are sprinkled throughout a number of studios and teams. Uh, so you have this kind of I think there's more of a, a a community built in there, and if you if you think about it. Who do you get into the worst, most dramatic fights with? Well, your your friends, the, oh, the people sure. that you know, the people who you give a shit about, the people who you respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you going to stick up for? Well, your friends, the people you know, the people you right. respect. So, so, and um, there is going to be this element of of bias, I think, in a lot of of these things. Like Giant Bomb, you know, um, this is not a good example. Of this because the rating was actually a perfectly reasonable one, but they. You know, they were friends with uh, the people uh, who did Bastion mm-hmm. and uh, and Transistor, uh, and they were promoting the shit out of that game while it was being made, and they kept interviewing them, and they're like, oh yeah, so they were pretty open, they were pretty upfront about, hey, this is our friends, this is the game they're working on, and then when Bastion came out, it got really good reviews. Well, it was a good game, and it deserved those reviews, but if it wasn't a good game, and it still got those reviews. That kind of a thing does happen. Sure. Um, so, I, I, and I'm not, and I'm not even going to say that Giant Bomb is infallible in that, but I think they they take greater measures to be more upfront uh, about stuff and honest 
Um, there are times that they'll be a little bit uh, casually sexist, but then they'll call themselves on it. Um, <laughs> and I think like, that's yeah. a good word for Giant Bomb, casual. And I think that's like the transparency and honesty I was talking about. They seem The information human. is substantial, <laughs> but the way they deliver it is casual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just seem more human to me. I don't know. That's yeah, and that's their whole that's what they're trying to do. Um uh, that's the reason they started that. And there's other there's other sites too that have good people behind it. Escapist um has uh has a lot of good good people, uh good minds uh that, you know, journalists on their site that I think Escapist just recently uh they're doing something to help um clear this up. Um you know, I think I think gamers really want it to go away. The 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 they call it GamerGate too. That that whole thing is like really. You, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna equate this to a Watergate and. Well, everything's well, a gate. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what that stem stems Antenna from. Yeah. Gate. No, I I yeah I know I, I was saying like. Gate. Yeah. <laughs> now, certain, but here, like I think you should just address certain uh, um sc- scandalous activity for what it is. You know. As just call it what it is, like <laughs> Engram Gate, Kardashian Butt Gate. <laughs> oh man! Now, well, here's so okay. So you have this giant, you know, monster that can't move. You know, at the moment, you foresee, you know, either one of you, you know, possibly somebody actually latching onto it enough to move it into like their own, you know, like to co-op it into their own thing, where now it becomes this big. You know, you know, to really big mess that has nothing to do with anything, you know, where it's used as a distraction to pull you away from whatever. Like, uh, like, uh, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's being, so tainted that I, I don't, I don't. Well, sometimes that. when something sits and festers real long and people start to like, not so much pay attention to it, but like it just kind of sits there. That, you know, are you ta- what are you talking about? You're talking about Gamergate, yeah. uh, in general. In general, it's there. There's every reasonable person in the industry is trying to stomp this out and put it to bed, and I think eventually they they can achieve that. Um, the trolls think- are still going to be there. <laughs> oh no, not the trolls. But I mean, like, do you think so? Like, uh, let's say for instance, like if it was. Um, Used as a as a as a as a as a as political leverage, you know, like you know. Well, I mean, well, that's already happening. Well, I know Anita, Anita is kind of one of the ones on the forefront of that. She's not going to let it go anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I think um, Clinton isn't Clinton Hillary Clinton also a proponent of this of some kind. She <sighs> Hillary used to be one of those people yeah. uh, that was, and she may very well still be. Uh, Hipper Gore was, was like, worse. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't I don't understand that particular aspect of her democratic stance, but um I don't know. It's it but gaming is gaming is be- is I think it went through a rough period way before and I guess the reason we didn't hear much about it is cuz at that time the internet wasn't so jam-packed with everybody arguing over what the hell was going on. Sure. Um like you said, stuff like this bubbles up all the time. Um, so I don't know. We're going to see it again, uh, in some way or another, but I think, I think that just people that are well-informed on the situation that really want to get to the heart of it, understand what it's about. Uh, they'll just see it for what it is. And 
And then the other people that want to get all emotional and crazy about it are still going to do that. We just have to kind of slowly weed them out and separate them from this, uh, this broad depiction of what gamers are. Because uh, there's so, it really is. There's never, that's another thing. There's never been more variety in what a gamer is. Never. Uh, there's, you know, half the women playing games, whether or not they're mobile games, it's arguable whether that's real gaming. But <laughs> oh, like PC uh, games. <laughs> that's night and day if there ever was one. Um, what if they use a Windows you, phone? Is that PC gaming? Uh, so, you know, kids, adults, women, uh, homosexuals, uh, there's probably even like orangutans out there that learned how to play Candy Crush. Hey, well, like, thanks to the, thanks to the Wii, there's, there was like old age homes full of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. octogenarians playing like Wii bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew a guy, I, I just recently, like he passed in the past couple of years. His name is Clarence. He was like, uh, my brother-in-law's stepfather or something like that he's a great guy he used to be a pilot in world war ii wow. got along with him great and uh i thought you know and he played video games he was like you know pushing 80 and he was jamming away at some video games pc games of all things was he playing like medal of honor he, he played a lot of flight sims which is uh mm-hmm. you know that makes sense he was a pilot <laughs> but uh but what i'm saying is like even that like there's it's just it's such an inclusive community now so if there's anything that I want to come out of this, I want people to just I just not just above everything else, just drop this generalization of of gamers. And everybody has a different idea of what that is. Yeah. But there shouldn't be any one idea of what that is. Um Yeah, I mean like the worst part of this was like all the, the, the violent threats that were coming out of it, which which was just absurd. You know, the the fact you're running like you know threatened violence on anybody over anything. That's an entirely different issue. I mean, those people no, obviously anyway. have other. Oh sure, but I'm, but I'm just saying like the, those are like the worst things that come out of like this mess. You know where it, it where it was initially you know you know the whole thing as you guys were saying it was starting as like transparency and you know between video game journalists and developers and things like, and you know and whether in bed whether they're in bed together or not. You know, and then you got people like, you know, jumping on different sides and threatening, you know, the different people and all, which is, that was, a, that, that's absurd. You know, like that's, you know, that's, that's paving the way for people like, and Sarkeesian, you know, to jump on because of that yeah. shit. You know, that's like, that's like opening the door for people like her. Yeah. And, and then, know. so, you know, to go around and then, and it's like, oh, I'm going to use this to further my, uh, yeah. to, to to be an entrepreneur for this new or like, this is my way to do it, you know, like to get, to jumpstart, get people to donate to my business and get it going. becomes their platform. And then you're going to, you're going to have this fucking platform that's funded by all these people who have been duped into believing that they're actually contributing to a cause. And it's always going to be there doing like, uh, as this kind of lingering, it's basically going to be like, um, uh, what, what conservatives think that the unions are to big business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but wor- but a lot worse. But there's there's a better analogy. I'm trying to think of it. Um, they're just gonna, she's just going to be this entity that everyone's going to have to tiptoe around. Uh, and and avoid as much as possible. Like an Ebola patient. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, 
Well, no, I'm just saying like like she's gonna have. Oh no, the well, the NRA is a bit like the that's that's another organization that's always always gets its way, and I'm not saying that hers is gonna be that powerful. Um, yeah, she's definitely not gonna be as powerful as the NRA. No, she's not gonna be. No, um, no, she'll she'll retire and fade away long before the NRA will. I just want her to shift her her uh, her dialogue and her narrative a bit. She needs to come out and and acknowledge she's, a few things. She's not going to do that as long as it's getting her the attention and things that she needs to drive whatever her agenda may be. You know. I mean, if she wants look, if she wants to if she wants to dissolve uh, uh, a lot of the the trolling and the threats and and the misogyny and all that stuff, which good luck, man. I mean, people as long as they have a computer to hide behind, You're they're not going to give Yeah. They're not going to give a good goddamn about what your rules and regulations are on any given thread. No. Um, you have to shut off the internet. <laughs> there maybe the only thing you can really do is form communities that have a, and and this is another problem. But you you can make a community where there's a way that you could vote people off the island, so to speak. You mm-hmm. can have people uh, give someone enough thumbs down that their comments or presence is is completely blocked, which is something that YouTube is is tried, uh, but it just it's it just doesn't work out because. Somebody, the thing is, is like somebody with a really good or important idea could also be squashed. So that nullifies uh, the freedom of speech. So this whole, all this trollery is kind of like this, um, this unavoidable side effect of uh, freedom of speech. Uh, It's like, you can't have it one way or the other. You can't moderate something so much that it's going to start affecting anyone that has maybe uh you know, albeit radical, but, but ultimately good points of view. I mean, that's, we've got news networks that are trying to stunt our uh, journalistic and intellectual growth in this country. We we don't need it in gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, the only time I think that moderation should jump in is when like, like I was saying, like threats start arriving or, you know, bubbling up. And it's like, then it's like, all right, look, you know, knock it the fuck off or get the fuck out. You know, there's one thing if you're just going to sit there and be a douche, because then you can be, you know, like there's different ways to mute people and all, all kinds of crap now. But I'm still trying to figure out, maybe you guys can teach me how to mute people on YouTube because oh. <laughs> like you, you go to, you go to the, uh, the young, like just off the top of my head, the young Turks mm-hmm. is a, is a channel that I watch. I don't always agree with them. You know, it's, I'm not, I, I am, a liberal progressive futurist or whatever, but sometimes they get a lot out of hand with their, their points of view. Sure. But, yeah, but there's always these people on there that are just there to fucking give it a thumbs down and go on the threads and just rage against the liberals and just be assholes. Like, why are they even there? Like if they hate this shit so much, the only reason you're coming on is to try and make everybody else feel like shit that they like it. And, and and the same thing with Star Citizen, too, by the way. Star Citizen, which has a fantastic loyal base, of, of uh, and it totally is fine, mm-hmm. but there are plenty of naysayers and, like, you know, um, fanboys of, like, Elite um, elite Dangerous that come on and they're like, oh, I'm playing Elite Dangerous. You guys are still waiting for this bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And just trying to make people feel really bad about investing. I can't believe you spent so much money on these freaking ships with this pay-to-win bullshit. 
Well, it's like, no, it's you don't understand it. You obviously have no desire to invest in it. You don't understand how the system is particularly working and you are, but, but you're, you're sure as hell going to come here and tell me how stupid I am for investing in something that I'm really into. Like, but unfortunately you're going to have those fucking people and yeah. they are the most pathetic of all because these are people that would not say these things to you, to your face, uh, 90% of the time, probably more 95% of the time. Yeah. These no. are not people that would say this shit to your face. The the best way to deal with the I found, especially on the internet, is to just when you because they're looking for the fight. If you don't give them one, they'll keep commenting, be like, you know. But you're just like, eh. you know, if you ignore it, that's that actually gets them angry because there's no reaction to what they're saying. Like they're just all going on for the reaction to you know. Same and to remain on the top of the the postings too, like they yeah. if they get enough likes and stuff, right, or so, attention I mean, or replies, right. they they float up to the top. So you have to dig through like several of these fucking conversations, and it's always the same back and forth, you know, mostly uh, vulgar and horribly misspelled bullshit <laughs> before you get to anything good. I I need to, like it's weird. Like I don't, sometimes I turn into that guy. I mean, I always try to have some substance to what I'm saying, but I do get into frequent arguments on YouTube. And then after the whole thing is over, I just, I look at my screen and I'm like, why the fuck did you bother? Why, why <laughs> did you do it? Why did you get involved? You didn't have to, you could have just, you know, yeah. left it alone. Cause I stopped getting involved. In you are not going to fucking change these people's minds. Nope. They're always going to be there. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. To wrap it back to Gamergate, that's the thing you have to understand is that there's always going to be these assholes. We don't need, we, we're not going to be able to get rid of them, but we need to find different ways to learn to live with them, to deal with them, to maybe mute them or shut them down a little bit without infringing upon uh, their freedom of speech. And that's a very tricky, nebulous area right? that a lot of people don't even want to fucking deal with. Because well, Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you don't give, if you don't give them any response... They have nothing to work from, you yeah. know. Like, and then that ruins what they're trying to do. So if you if you don't give their comment a response, and enough people just don't give their comment a response, they leave because that's the thing. They're not getting anyone angry at them. Exactly. You know? So that's how I, you know. I mean, and then the people who do jump on there and try to like, who they start off trying to make a legitimate point to them and then it just gets worse because like they're getting frustrated because the person's just poking at them. You know, it's, you know, that, and that, to, to, uh, that ends up giving them feeding into exactly what they want. And then there's the other end where people like the, didn't they, wasn't there like a, like a flash game made about Anna, uh, about Anita Sarkeesian where like you would, you, you chased her down or shot her or, or it was some kind of goofy thing. I, I remember reading about it. I mean, that's the kind of crap that doesn't help because that gives her ammo against what she's trying to, you know, her points. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so hard to just be. Um, there's so there's so many emotions and speculate points of view and speculation, conjecture, mm -hmm. all this this whirlwind of stuff going around, and it's difficult to tame. This is this is the byproduct of the digital age. This is we asked for it. This is this is <laughs> this is what we got now. Uh, because so many people can communicate with 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 each other, we're finding out that there are a lot more assholes than we'd like to think that there are on this planet. <laughs> and you know, I, I blame Doomy's generation. Oh, 
come on now. Let me just just for like uh, just to give you an example. Here's here's a conversation I got into. Uh, real quick, a quick exchange. Uh, Jarvis is go. I, this is me. I say Jarvis is going to become Vision, who will be the key to stopping Ultron in regards to Avengers Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy comes a uh, God Officum two twenty three. He he makes his little wow. like uh, yeah yeah yeah. He makes this kind of sigh face emoticon, and then he says, "I really wish I knew where this where the whole this flood of bullshit comes from that you people seem to latch onto like a cancer, so I can throw a really big rock down it and plug it up." Jarvis becoming either Ultron or Vision is so far off the deep end; it might as well be the Titanic. Jarvis is little more than ten, a really smart, expensive calculator. He is not going to turn evil and take over the world, which is not what Vision does. Uh, so here I come back to him and I say, Paul Bettany voices Jarvis. Paul Bettany was cast as Vision. Jarvis is a friendly AI that evolves. Two plus two equals four. You fail. <laughs> it's like I bought into it, right? Yeah. What was his uh, rebuttal? <laughs> I have to, I have to, I have to communicate with these people on their own level. But I'm proud to announce that I got some likes and he did not. There you go. Uh, That's all that matters, right? (laughs) You should just wrote back. Mine works. (laughs) I actually thought. um, I don't know who Vision is because I don't really know comics that well. But I thought the uh, the trailer was very telling of Avengers Two. It looked like an Iron Man suit was crawling out of the hallway while they're all partying in the common area of uh, Stark's house. And it looked right, like right, cause that's Because Ultron begins as an AI that right. was programmed right. by Ant-Man. Uh, Howard Stark and um, Hank Pym as uh, kind of basically Skynet. That's uh, a quick way to, to explain it. Um, yeah, that's a good way to do Mar- it. Marvel's, Marvel's version of Skynet. But Ultron is basically as an AI, he decides the best way to bring peace to the world is to destroy the ma- mankind, and that's how it starts. So he's just downloading, uh, like he's jumping from machine to machine. That's one of the things he can do is just transfer his consciousness to other working um, apparatures. And so that's what you're seeing there. Uh, but Jarvis is an AI. So a lot of people thought Jarvis was going to become Ultron, but that's not the case. Jarvis is probably in this. It, this is not the way it is in the comics. Uh, but um, I, th- I, in, I believe Ultron created Vision to aid him in destroying mankind. But Vision had this component of, of self-awareness and conscience that made him turn on Ultron and destroy him. So they're kind of tweaking it a bit in this and they're making it so probably Jarvis uh they they the avengers create um tony maybe creates the vision or somebody or maybe it just happens uh maybe jarvis does it himself uh that that could be an option too just basically makes himself into vision or somebody creates him into vision so but it's it's paul bettany playing both roles and it makes sense that that's so because if the ultron ai can evolve into an artificial being uh, of uh, you know supreme intelligence, then of course you can have the the good counterpart to that. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> uh, I per- personally, I'd say I love the vision. Uh, I'm still trying to get over the fact that all these characters I never thought I would ever see on screen are coming, and Vision is one of those that it's like, holy shit, man! I'm gonna see the vision, <laughs> and it's gonna look just like the fucking vision. You know, it's not going to uh, be some. He's going to be red, green, and yellow. 
take have you seen the 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 suit the the concept art uh i haven't seen the concept art no they're they're sticking to that color scheme man and then it looks pretty fucking cool does it looks, looks, yeah i hated the green yellow and red his little uh little I mean, they tweaked it a bit. They te- they tweaked it a little bit. Um, right, and so and Vision Vision had a few different costumes too, so it might be an amalgam of a couple more sensible color schemes. But it is. Does he have the gigantic collar? <laughs> uh, let me take a look at it again because it's been a while. Um, yes, he has the collar. All right, so he's going seventy style. But the collar isn't as huge. It's but it's it's still it's still pretty good. I think it's funny that he has like I, I'm interested to know how they're gonna uh give him a cape and why they're gonna give him a cape. <laughs> it's like, oh this artificial intelligence uh, could really use a cape for whatever reason. Um everyone it, it needs ties a cape. the outfit together, I guess. <laughs> Just like a rug. Um, but no, he's green, he's red, he's yellow, yeah. I Bizarre. think it looks pretty badass. All right. Well, we should wrap this up agreed <laughs> so yeah i think we covered every inch of uh what's important about gamer gay basically it's it's something that people should just not buy into yeah yeah and but also definitely let's try to find sensible ways to deal with some of the darker aspects of of gaming subculture yeah i mean threatening and, people threatening people's not the way to do it yeah, yeah, I mean, right. you got to be able to communicate what you're trying to feel or say civilly. Yeah. And more so than just the civilian gamers that go on and troll threads, the friggin' journalists need to stop fueling. Oh, they, yeah. They're the yes, ones. Yes, exactly. They're the ones that are the most, you know, it's on them to control the ebb and flow of outrage and non-issues. Uh, you know, like the, the Devin Frosty saying gamers worse than ISIS, that kind of stuff just does not freaking help and you know we just need more honest uh and you know reasonable gaming journalists to represent the field or the genre or whatever you want to call it right on i agree yep and ign needs to have different people review survival horror games (laughs) uh and generally they just need to they need to really watch who they have review certain shit (laughs) and GameSpot also they they have a problem with that. Doc has spoken. So let us know what and you're... What? Oh, you stepped on me. No, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to wrap up the show. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Did you Did you have something to throw in there? Oh, I was just going to say, and, and play Legend of Grimrock. That's the All right. thing I want to say. There you go. All right, so let us know your thoughts on... Especially on your, your thoughts on uh, Gamergate. And any of the ramblings we had in the beginning of the show that I've now long since forgotten. <laughs> uh, head over to our Facebook page and leave us a comment. You, you can find links to our Facebook page, Twitter, and over and to Grimes with Geek at our uh, site at humblebazooka.com. You can also, when you go over to the Grimes with Geek Network, you can check out shows like Anti Fanboy. You can check Doc out at Feet of Comics. You can check out IC3, Life Leave Me Alone, Loaded Dice Cast, stuff like that. The awesome super podcast of Magnifico. With is the, that recording this weekend? By the way, it is. It is recording. with uh, is Squirrel back full time. Um, well, he's back at least. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's full time or not, but he's, he is back. Uh, he'll be on this this coming episode. That's three in a row. That seems pretty full time. I, I I I think so. I mean, I would like to think it is. 
<laughs> I mean, it's good to have the band back together. It is good. It is very good. It is enjoyable. So you can see, yeah, you can listen to that. You can hear the death of comics and ultimate. Is, it, is ultimate face pump back from hiatus? Uh, yes, it is. In fact, they just uh, changed their format to two episodes a week. Wow. Uh, they 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 split their episodes in half, so they're doing an hour and a half here, hour and a half there. Oh, nice. Good. I got a lot of catching up. So, anyway, also check it out. Doc, do you want to plug your uh, Game Face Theater? Game Face Theater is still on a hiatus while I try to figure out exactly what I'm going to be doing with it. But there's still content that people can check out. The the content's old now because I basically put a pause on on everything. Uh, one of the main things is I was the one that was posting everything, and it got to the point where I was like, "Holy crap! Why, I why did I get into this?" Uh, it it occurred to me it occurred to me that it's far more easier and effective to just concentrate on your own channel and your own brand. So when I come back with my YouTube, I'm gonna focus on my YouTube channel, and I'm gonna focus on what I'm gonna be doing with it and mm-hmm. what kind of videos I'm gonna be doing because um, at some point I'm that's the thing that I really need. Like if I want that to go anywhere. I can't get bogged down by everything else, especially since I'm now I'm starting. Uh, I got a music project going. I've got uh, work and school and all that stuff. So, oh, crap. Uh, Game Face Theater is kind of a something that may or may not return, uh, and, gotcha. and that remains to be seen. All right. Is there anything else you want to plug? Um, the only thing is, well, obviously, Feed of Comics, which well. I believe you mentioned already. And we just did our 56th episode. 56. Yes, sir. It's a milestone. It is. And I'm just going to keep on playing some games. And uh, if you'll have me on in the future, I should have some more stuff to review. We would absolutely have you on in the future. You're the PC overlord something something (laughs) guy. What was Uh, it? The uh, PC master race correspondent. There you go. There you go. You really need that on a business card. Or a t-shirt. <laughs> and, a, and a t-shirt. And maybe a yeah, hashtag. Yeah. I need to grow like a long, blonde, golden mane. <laughs> and uh, be Nordic. And, and get all Fabio'd up. There you go. All right. I don't know, I don't know what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> master race. I, you know, the master race, the Aryan. Never mind, never mind. I know you're, I know you're going for that. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, with all that, say goodnight, Doomy. Goodnight.